the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A federal appeals court will not order former White House counsel Don McGahn to testify before Congress. In a split decision, a federal appeals court has ruled that judges have no role to play in a subpoena fight between the House of Representatives and President Trump to compel the testimony of high-ranking administration officials. The two-to-one decision undoes a lower court ruling that would have forced former White House counsel Don McGahn to appear before Congress, even if McGahn did not have to answer questions during testimony. Unless lawmakers make an appeal to the full court or to the Supreme Court, this ruling is likely to preclude other high-ranking officials from having to testify in Democratic-led House investigations of President Trump. George Bonzani reporting. And we have Super Tuesday coming up for the Democratic hopefuls for the president. This is SRN News. Dan Proft isn't buying what Bloomberg is selling. Right now, Bloomy has a television audience. Can Caesar Mike translate his television audience into an actual constituency, a political constituency? Not enough money in the world to sell Bloomberg's manure-smelling air freshener. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 p.m. in the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. And coming up next, it's the Sunday Shot Caller, the closer. It's Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Do stay with us. Plenty to talk about here on a Sunday. Your forecast comes from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center, and it calls for a beautiful afternoon, mostly sunny in mid-40s. For Monday, mostly sunny and mid-30s. Find us online at am1280thepatriot.com. It's a great time of year to join the Patriot Fan Club. You can join for free. That's at am1280thepatriot.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. Check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And you can also feel free to uh, track us on social media. Just go to Twitter. When you uh, send us a tweet, just use the hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any questions or comments regarding today's show content. And you can also look us up on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com and look up the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And give us a follow and a like if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast uh, Going to get started right out of the shoot with our first guest this broadcast. Always appreciate the time of uh, Rob Dorr. He's the political director with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And obviously, uh, Rob's been very busy down at the Capitol uh, this past week. Well, pretty much since sessions got going a couple of weeks ago. But that's this past week in particular, as the Minnesota uh, House majority, the, the DFL uh, majority in the Minnesota House, brought two gun control bills to the floor this uh, past Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll have Rob on to talk about that and also a special day that you're going to want to attend uh, this upcoming week down at the Capitol. Uh, Rob Dorr, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Appreciate you joining the program, sir. How are you? Doing just fine. Thank you. Have you you got any sleep uh, this week, uh, Rob Dorr? Do we know? I know it's uh, been some long days for you down at the Capitol, that's for sure. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's kind of funny. This this has been one of those uh, one of those weeks where I don't get much sleep. And in fact, I was uh, 
I was at the Capitol until almost midnight on uh, Thursday night, and then I had a 7.30 morning uh, meeting the next day, and uh, numerous wow. uh, staff and legislators asked me uh, if, I, if I just crashed somewhere on the, on the chamber floors. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we appreciate your time, Rob. Again, we just want to get this uh, one segment in and let you move on with your day. We know time is precious, uh, especially this time of year. I guess we'll uh, cut right to the chase. Uh, this past week, uh, the, House major- the DFL majority in the Minnesota House decided decided to bring to the floor uh, House Files 8 and 9, the first which was uh, universal background checks, and the second being red flag gun confiscation. Uh, No surprise, given the significant majority that the DFL has in the House, both of these uh, uh, bills passed. Now, the next step, obviously, is to go through the Senate. Now, kind of give us some clarity on this, Rob Dorr. Uh, will it even be brought up for a hearing, or will it be brought to the floor? Because the Republicans have the majority in the Senate, these bills will likely die. But what's the next step, I guess, now that these passed out of the House, Rob Dorr? Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's there's two steps that uh, that have to happen in order for them to be heard on the uh, on the Senate floor. One, they have to be heard in the Senate Judiciary Committee, okay. and two, they have to be added to the calendar by Senate leadership. Uh, Senator Warren Limmer held uh, hearings on these bills in Hibbing in the interim uh, just uh, last month. Yep. And uh, the and then uh, Senator Paul Gazelka has said at every step of the way uh, he is not interested and he will do everything he can to stop these bills. So okay. uh, both Senator Limmer and Senator uh, Gazelka, the Senate Majority Leader, Senator Limmer being the chair of the Judiciary Committee, have uh, affirmed that they have no desire to see these uh, b- uh, these bills advance and instead they want to focus on bills that will actually have a positive safety uh, public safety impact. And so I, I think you know given those strong statements and their their action and their history, I think it's safe to say that there's zero chance that these bills are going to become law. But that being said, we still need to hold firm. There's a very slim majority there. All it takes is one DFL senator to introduce an amendment onto a different bill. Uh, so we do still need to keep up the pressure. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, folks, if you're not following the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook, you really need to. Rob uh, provides regular video updates every day that he is down at the Capitol to let us know what is going on. So uh, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, talking about the votes itself, Rob Dorr, there were five uh, DFLers who broke from the party and voted no on these gun control bills. And on House File 9, there was actually an extra DFLer, a representative lean out of the greater Moorhead area that voted no on red flag uh, confiscation. And you kind of mentioned in your video recapping the evening that there was kind of a kind of a wink and a nod between he and uh, House Speaker Hortman. Why don't you kind of uh, share that story a little bit with us, kind of give us an insight as to the posturing that goes on with these votes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And, you know, these are things that if you're not down at the Capitol, you, you miss this kind, these kinds of exchanges and this kind of information. So, you know, it, it's great to sit, sit down and, and watch them on TV, but you really do need somebody down there at the Capitol paying attention. And I, I'm glad to be uh, the person who can do that for gun owners here in Minnesota. But I was interesting. I was watching, um, I was watching because Ben Lean hadn't voted yet, and I thought it was rather interesting um, because he's not running again, and uh, and you know, he really had no reason to to have to vote. You know, he could have voted either way. Right. But he's watching Hortman, and then Hortman looks at him and gives him a nod, and then he votes, uh-huh. and the vote ends up being sixty nine to sixty two. And then you, of course, you need sixty eight votes in order to uh, pass a bill off the House floor. So what what he was doing is he was looking at Hortman and waiting for Hortman to tell him it was okay to vote uh, because they were sure that they had enough votes uh, you know, in and ready to go. So uh, are there, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this. Obviously, once you get to 68 votes, uh, kind of the posturing that takes place is maybe a majority leader, or in this case, the House Speaker, could say, okay, you individuals who might be in vulnerable districts because everybody is up for election in the legislature this year, you're allowed to to vote no, kind of break from the party. Uh, Was that kind of the sense of what happened, or are these five other DFLers legitimately opposed to, uh, to gun control, Rob Dorr? Well, I, I can tell you uh, uh, the the five that that both consistently voted no uh, that voted no on both of the bills. I've had extensive conversations with all five of them, uh, and you know I do think for at least some of them, you know, they they understand that that's not where their district is. And, and honestly, you know, even if that's not where their personal uh, personal um, uh, 
politics lie if they're representing the interests of their district you know i i do i still give them you know a certain amount of respect for for voting for their district and then there's a, a few of them represented paul marquardt especially who who is as pro-gun as as any uh, any republican is uh so yeah there's that aspect too he he voted for constitutional carry he voted for stand your ground so there you know there there are democrats like that out there as well uh for ben lean i can't quite figure him out he's not running again so he really had no reason that he had to vote for for it, except right. maybe if he was if he was you know kind of giving a layup to whoever the next person uh, who who he's going to endorse or who or who he's going to support uh, for the seat for the Democrat and the more for representing Moorhead, maybe he didn't want his endorsement casting them that person as an anti-gunner. That's a possibility. Sure. Uh, another possibility is that I've been hitting Ben Lean pretty hard because he's a representative, one of the greater Minnesota representatives who uh, all throughout all last year could not find five minutes to meet with me the entire session and i'm down there every day right so out of out of the thousands and thousands of hours that i was down there uh and available uh he he couldn't find five minutes uh to meet with me uh yet so i was hitting him pretty hard and maybe that was just a thumb to uh, a thumb to us saying see i i wasn't anti-gun after all you know I, there's a lot of different possibilities so obviously, the uh, members, uh, the DFL members of the Minnesota House, knowing that this these two bills would probably pass, and have probably heard uh, the uh, Republican majority in the Senate saying they're not going to entertain this legislation and likely will not be signed into law this particular session. Given this is an election year, and all two hundred one legislative seats are up for election, uh, do you look at this as more of kind of a uh, politicizing the issue. I mean, I know everything is politics, but more hyper politicizing this issue to say, see, if we could just flip two seats in the full Senate, we could probably get these passed. Uh, do you kind of see that as kind of a, uh, a long game for these DFLers, Rob Dorr? That is 100% the reason why they, they are acting the way that they are uh, and, and they're pushing the way that they are. They want to target the suburban uh, Republican seats, uh, and they know this issue plays better in the suburban areas, which don't have a high amount of gun ownership, don't have a high amount of people who understand the issue of owning guns. So they're much more likely to be able to appeal to them on emotion because these individuals have no personal stake in the Second Amendment as, as it was. So it's very much the reason why they're doing this. And we know this because every single turn that they had an opportunity to make the bill even slightly less infringing, they rejected it. Uh, we, we had the opportunity for them to actually provide counsel for somebody who had their firearm seized on a red flag order. They shot down that amendment. We had an amendment to actually make it a strong penalty, a felony, just like perjury, to maliciously use the red flag system against another person. They shot that down. They mm. didn't want to penalize people who use the red flag system maliciously. They want to make they they want these bills to go through without any Republican support, without any bipartisan support, uh, so that they can then go and attack the Republicans for not taking a stand on quote unquote gun violence. It's one hundred percent political. Rob, we only have about a, a couple of minutes to go here, uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, this Wednesday, March fourth. Gun Owners Lobby Day down at the Capitol. Why don't you give us a little insight about that and uh, where the folks can meet up and uh, contact their legislators? Yeah, you know, we, we, we do rallies, we do lobby days, uh, and we do gun shows and all. We do, you know, we do dozens of events uh, every year. Lobby day, I would argue, is the most important event that we do all year. The reason why is because that's your opportunity to actually get in front of your legislator, look them in the eye, and tell them, one, I don't want you to vote for these bills. And two, tell me why you support or oppose these bills. You actually hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Right. The, the, even if you have an anti-gun legislator, I've heard them. I've heard them say this in committee and on the House floor. They always say, well, I've never had anybody in my office opposing these bills. I've mm. never had anybody come to me opposing these. You can be that person who prevents them from saying that. So don't assume that your legislator is a lost cause. Even if you, get, if, if you come back to us and you say, well, hey, here's Here's why, you know, Representative Alice Houseman said that she opposed these bills. You know, it, it, all of that becomes very, very useful information. Once again, we, jo we are joined by Rob Dorr, the uh, political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, promoting a Gun Owners Lobby Day again this Wednesday, March 4th, down at the uh, state capitol in St. Paul. Go to gunowners.mn. That's gunowners.mn 
for more information. Uh, follow them on Facebook. Uh, Rob, I'm assuming you have uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those uh, social media platforms where people can follow along? Yeah, people can follow me for my, my random thoughts, at Rob Doar, D-O-A-R. Remember, I'm so pro-gun, my name ends in A-R. And uh, <laughs> then there's also at uh, Gun Owners MN for the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and you can also find the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook. Uh, Rob, we uh, appreciate the time today, sir. I know uh, time is very precious on, on weekends, particularly all the time you spend down at the Capitol during the week. And uh, <laughs> Yep, well, and, then, and then now I get to spend the day in the office getting ready for lobby day. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and we appreciate your commitment in all seriousness uh, to uh, defending our Second Amendment rights and the information you provide from down at the Capitol. Keep up the great work, sir, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this week. All right, take care, sir. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. If your house needs new windows, you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations. High pressure, high priced, and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you. Well, this year, do the opposite. I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, the one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window buying experience. First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit my 3 Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, my 3 Quotes. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for calling or tuning in. You haven't called in yet. You can check my blog at bradcarlson.org. You can also feel free to leave us a tweet via Twitter, of course. Just use hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Check out our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. As always, we appreciate your support as well. It is the officially the month of March, March 1st, so we are coming up on, I believe it was the first weekend in March of 2004, the Northern Alliance Radio Network debuted 16 years on the air, dominating local conservative political talk in the Twin Cities, showing no signs of slowing down. And uh, we're often imitated, but rarely 
uh, not rarely, never duplicated, often imitated, never duplicated from what we've accomplished. And uh, kudos to my colleagues, Mitch Berg and King Banyan, still going strong on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I joined uh, back in June of 2011, so I'm almost nine years into my uh, broadcast, and it's uh, not not uh, not tired of it yet, that is for sure. There's a lot of great topics to talk about when you meet uh, phenomenal folks like Rob Dorr, political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Uh, you're uh, you're getting to meet a lot of fantastic folks who are putting in legitimate work. They're the, they're the boots on the ground, the grassroots that are uh, standing up on your behalf and fighting for your rights. So again, this Wednesday, March 4th, Gun Owners Lobby Day uh, down at the Capitol. Go to gunowners.mn to find out more information about it and uh, follow the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on Facebook and you'll receive all the information uh, regarding this uh, Gun Owners Lobby Day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to try to sneak down there. My Both my state representative and state senator are both uh, very strong pro-gun, but nevertheless, you want to uh, you want to want them to see the whites of your eyes and let them know that hey, uh, we still need to uh, uh, to stay on these uh, particular uh, uh, gun bills to ensure that they don't get passed. And as Rob said, and as I've been saying the previous two weeks, this is all posturing. This session, all of the two, all two hundred one legislators. Well, not all two hundred one are seeking reelection, but all two hundred one seats are up. And every one of them is tightening up their message for this November. And Rob mentioned some suburban uh, seats in the Senate, particularly Paul Anderson, who represents Senate District 44, which is in the Plymouth area. Paul Anderson not seeking re-election. That's going to be a tough seat to hang on to. And when you only need 34 for a majority and the Republicans have 35 members, they can only afford to lose a net of one seat this November. So... It is going to be a, it's going to be tough to say the least. So, appreciate Rob and all the folks at the Gun Owners Caucus for staying vigilant on this issue. Uh, speaking of uh, guns, firearms, uh, by now you've likely heard of the story from this past week. It was on uh, Wednesday uh, in Milwaukee, and I'll read from the story the, the ABC News affiliate in Milwaukee. Uh, five men who were killed by a co-worker at a Milwaukee brewery included an electrician, a Navy veteran, a father of two small children, a fisherman, and a grandfather who is being remembered as someone who always put his family's needs before his own. Authorities said the five men working at Molson Coors Brewing Company on Wednesday when they were killed by a co-worker who then turned his gun on himself. Milwaukee Police Chief Alfonso Morales identified the victims Thursday as Jesus Valle Jr., age 33, of Milwaukee, Janette Levshetz, 61, of Mequon, Trevor Wetzlar, 33, of Milwaukee, Dana Walk, 57, of Delafield, and Dale Hudson, age 60, of Waukesha. Uh, The gunman, who we uh, are vigilant about not naming the perpetrator of mass shootings on the show, uh, he he was also identified on Thursday. He was, an ele- he was a 51-year-old electrician at Molson Coors, and his motive remains a mystery. Uh, police say the case is still under investigation, and they have yet to release details about the shooting unfolded. Well, none of that matters to the gun grabbers when the motive and details are yet to be released because they are all certain that if their particular gun legislation had been passed, this tragedy would have been avoided. And it it it's it's a broken record. Those of you kids who don't know what records are, sorry, you know those those, those things you played on a phonograph and they spun around, and they played tunes. Well, if the record was broken, it would skip and repeat. Okay, that's what we mean when we say <coughs> broken record. But 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 they're like a broken record. Every one of them say, "Well, had had my common sense legislation passed, this tragedy could have been avoided." And this is all without knowing what the motive was or what this person's background was, the the perpetrator of the shooting. Because in almost every single case, the perpetrator is able to pass a background check, passes a background check and is able to get a firearm. So they say, well, if we had stronger background checks, they wouldn't purge a firearm. Well, no, that's not true. They passed a background check. Or if there was something that precluded them from purchasing a gun, Then they obtain the gun illegally. So what does that tell you? People who want to obtain firearms illegally don't bother to take background checks. And the people who are selling these guns 
on the black market obviously aren't taking background checks or somehow skirting the system. And as we alluded to, these gun bills that passed the Minnesota House this past Thursday will do nothing to inhibit inhibit these particular crimes. And uh, Reverend Tim Christopher and Louis Denard, both uh, friends of the broadcast and have been on my show a couple of times and both members of the African-American Heritage Gun Club, have come right out and say, especially Reverend Christopher, the, the, these particular bills will hurt the black community. Because then, you know, because systemically, uh, black households are targeted more for law enforcement abuses. Okay? And now, if with these red flag laws, if they're instituted, they can cut, again, due process is out the window. You don't get a defendant, black or white, able to speak on their behalf, get someone to speak on their behalf. You know, because, it be, and again, Rob Dorr outlined it perfectly in the, in the first segment. You know, it's like, okay, we're willing to work with you on these red flag laws. We just want to ensure that due process is protected. And also, if there are any false claims that someone is a danger to others or themselves, that the person filing that complaint receives huge penalties. And these gun grabbers who are all about gun safety don't want to hear any of this. Well, this is something, these are issues that might actually deter abuses of the system. Particularly straw purchases. Straw purchases are someone who can pass a background check. They go in, they pass all these background checks, they purchase a firearm, and then they sell the firearm to someone who can't obtain a gun because they can't pass a background check. Okay? Straw purchasers need to be need to be hit with stiffer penalties. And none of that ever is entertained in any of these bills. Now, again, when you ask pro-gun advocates, you know, what, what do, you know, they're often accused of not wanting to address gun violence. Yeah, we absolutely are. Here's how we want to address it. By stiff penalties for straw purchasers and those who file false claims that someone is a danger to themselves and gets their firearm taken away. And, and they're not, and these aren't even entertained by the the gun grabbing democrats. And again, we've yet to hear the specific motive of this gunman in Milwaukee, but here's the thing. Uh this isn't relevant, but if we're going to play the left's games, we're going to play their games. He was Elizabeth, he was an Elizabeth Warren supporter. So with Elizabeth Warren's anti-gun rhetoric, okay? Did did this did this somehow uh, lead to the shooting? This, this anti-gun rhetoric that you know she spouts? Now, that's silly. Of course it is. But I guarantee you, if this guy had been going to MAGA rallies on a regular basis and wearing a MAGA hat, well, it's Donald Trump's dangerous rhetoric that's uh, causing this guy to be set off and kill five of his coworkers. Okay? So we're at this stage again where it's being politicized. And again, I dare say that later this week we'll maybe ascertain a motive and learn that this person either was able to purchase a gun because he passed a background check. Background checks are already in place, by the way. And again, this was another deceptive tactic of House File 8, where they say, well, look at this. 90% of people want background checks. Oh, I didn't bring this up with Rob Dorn. I only got a couple minutes of segment, but this is kind of a digression, but it's kind of within the subject. The House, Minnesota House DFL put a poll on Facebook and Twitter saying, well, I'll read the... uh, I'll read the uh, uh, question quick. How they, it was a leading question. It's time we do something to address senseless gun violence. Do you support criminal background checks on all gun sales? So their objective is clear, given how they worded that question, in that only a heartless gun nut would vote no uh, on this. But since they are bringing to the floor, or since they brought to the floor, obviously, House Files 8 and 9, those particular legislation, Second Amendment advocates were onto their scheme. So what happens? The Second Amendment advocates flooded these polls. And so 86% voted no on the Facebook poll, and 55% voted no on the Twitter poll, no on these uh, uh, background check bills. Before the Minnesota House DFL polled, they pulled them off the uh, off of the social media platforms, took them down, because it didn't fit their narrative. And even though they had the votes, the majority in the House, to pass these bills, 
the chanting point of, wow, look at this, 90% support background checks. Well, it was the exact opposite on the Facebook poll. 90% opposed background checks, which are outlined in House File 8, which also covers transfers. So if I want to loan a law-abiding gun owner my gun to go hunting, all right, if we don't file paperwork and the uh, borrower, borrower doesn't take a background check, then I have engaged in an illegal transfer, and then I'm in trouble. Okay? It's ridiculous. But they never talk about transfers because I dare say the polls, their polls that they somehow conduct offline look a lot different. So um, never ask a question you don't know the answer to. The Minnesota House DFL learned that the hard way. But, hey, it's all good. They just removed the polls from these social media platforms. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN Show, hashtag NARN Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Posting your job opening to an online job search site is like drinking from a fire hose. You get more resumes than you know what to do with. Robert Half is the better way to hire. Our candidates are interviewed and custom matched to your exact hiring requirements. Quickly. Satisfaction guaranteed. So what you need is just what you'll get. Robert Half. The experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Giving your computer. Want your computer fixed right the first time? Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. And dangerous. If you're one of us, then roll with us because we make AM1280 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. This kind of sounds like uh, the game Simon I used to play as a kid. I don't understand these kids' music. Hey, again, it's me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment. Check out my blog, bradcarlson.org. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. For any comments or questions, and follow us at Facebook, just go to facebook.com. Click on the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a follow and a like if you haven't done so already. And we appreciate you. 
uh, as always. Uh, those of you, uh, I don't know if you remember back the um, just before the 2018 midterm elections, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, Pete Davidson, who I guess does Weekend Update, does he do it regularly? I've I've not watched Saturday Night Live in since the days of Chris Farley and Phil Hartman. That'll tell you how long it's been since I've watched. But is Pete Davidson a regular on Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live? Do we know? He seemed to be. Okay. Well, apparently he was obviously on this sketch on Weekend Update just prior to the 2018 midterms. And if you recall the infamous ribbing that he gave then-candidate Dan Crenshaw. Uh, Dan Crenshaw was running for Congress out of the uh, state of Texas, and they were, I guess, riffing on different candidates. And when Dan Crenshaw, uh, um, his picture came up, uh, Pete uh, Davidson said uh, that basically that uh, he said, this guy looks like a uh, a hitman in a porno movie. He goes, I guess, you know, I guess he lost his eye in in combat, but uh, but whatever. And, you know, basically, really, Dan Dan Crenshaw, of course, former Navy SEAL, served in Afghanistan and lost his right eye in combat, and as a result, wears an eye patch. And Pete Davidson ridiculed him. Now, there are many things, you know, that are bipartisan in this country, and one is which denigrating the service of those who have dedicated literally their entire lives or of those who survive combat but have given literally parts of their body to the cause, you know, you, you, you honor them. You know, you don't revere them. You, they're not above criticism. If they do something, you know, from a policy standpoint that you disagree with, okay, it's okay. It, you know, you disagree on the substance of the policy. Now, again, free speech being what it is, if you want to come off as a, for lack of a better word, douche and ridicule them and for their appearance, you know, you got to bear the consequences. Now, apparently Pete Davidson said that he received death threats over that, which is unfortunate. I don't condone that. It's comedy. It's lame comedy, in my opinion, but it's comedy nonetheless. But what happened the following week, you know, Dan Crenshaw went on to win his election in Texas and then appeared with Pete Davidson the following uh, Saturday on Weekend Update. And Dan Crenshaw, uh, you know, kind of ridiculed or kind of, Gave Pete Davidson some good-natured ribbing on there. It was scripted, obviously. It was part of the whole bit. We get that. But it was kind of a poignant moment in that it showed genuine grace by Dan Crenshaw. Say, hey, man, I know you were just trying to do it for laughs. I know it was nothing personal. Look, no big deal. Here, I'll have a little fun with it. Ha, ha, ha. And they kind of enjoyed each other. Now, Pete Davidson's father was a, I believe he was a firefighter and lost his life during the 9-11-2001 terrorist attacks when he went in one of the World Trade Towers. And Pete Davidson was a young man when that happened. I believe he was maybe seven or eight years old, if I, if I remember right. So, young guy, young boy. So, obviously, using losing your father to such a traumatic uh, incident at a young age, that's probably going to mess you up a little bit. And as a result, Pete Davidson has had some issues. We'll get into that a little bit. But I bring all this up to say there was a story that came out, uh, the Daily Beast this past week, where um, Pete Davidson uh, regretted actually uh, making, in his words, Dan Crenshaw a household name. And I'll read again from the Daily Beast story. During a weekend update bit that aired just before the 2018 midterm elections, Davidson was tasked with roasting various candidates for office. When a photo of Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw, who wears an eye patch, came on screen, Davidson joked that he was surprised he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie. I didn't think I did anything wrong, Davidson adds. It was like words that were twisted so that a guy could be famous. The comic goes on to explain that because he no longer uses social media, he doesn't have a real platform to talk about the whole situation until the stand-up special, which aired on Netflix. So I made fun of this guy with an eye patch, and then, like, I kind of got forced to apologize, he says, revealing that he got death threats over the joke, including one that came in the form of a phone call to his mother, or as he refers to her on stage, his roommate. My roommate thought I should apologize so that I didn't get shot in the face, Davidson says. As he remembers it, he wrote the joke in question based on Crenshaw's photo alone and only found out that he may have lost his eye in combat 
moments before going live. That's why he added the line that seemed to offend Crenshaw and his right-wing backers even more. I'm sorry, I know he lost his eye in war or whatever. Uh, I said whatever, and people were like, you hate America, Davidson says. And I'm like, no, I just didn't want to be incorrect about how he lost his bleeping eye. Is that a crime? He adds, it's an expression. It doesn't mean I hate America. Davidson also pushes back on the notion that his ridicule helped Crenshaw win his congressional seat. That guy is a Republican with an eye patch in Texas, so it was a lock before he even started, he jokes. In Texas, I'm pretty sure they only have pictures, so that's how they vote. So he's deciding to roast the voters of Texas. Again, it's stand-up comedy. So what? Who cares? You know, Texas voters, I, I like to think that they have thicker skin than that. You know, let Pete Davidson and these elitists continue to make fun of them and diminish their concerns. They continue to answer at the ballot box. It's all good. In the week after his initial joke, Crenshaw made the rounds on Fox News to express his outrage before appearing uh, with the comic on Weekend Update. Um, little uh, backtrack on that. I don't know that he expressed his outrage so much as if as if he kind of said, that's eh, kind of tasteless, but whatever, you know. But this is the Daily Beast. It's not the most conservative publication, so be that as it may. Uh, before uh, um, appearing on with the comic on Weekend Update the Saturday after he won his election, the two men seemed to publicly bury the hatchet in the name of civility with uh, Davidson apologizing for being a Richard and Crenshaw delivering a heartfelt tribute to Davidson's firefighter father who died on 9-11. But while Davidson evidently felt forced to apologize to Crenshaw's face, he is now using his stand-up special to more or less rescind that apology. The only thing that Davidson says he is now willing to apologize for is making Crenshaw, quote, famous and a household name for no reason, close quote. Now, when I first read this story, I'll admit to you that I read it and said, man, what an ungrateful little twerp you know, that this Davidson comes off as. And the reason I say that, because... You know, again, Pete Davidson, as I alluded to earlier this segment, has some issues with bipolar disorder, some legitimate mental health issues. And, you know, obviously he went through a traumatic incident when he was, uh, I believe he was just shy of eight years old when his father perished in the 9-11 terrorist attacks, his firefighter father. So these issues could have certainly been exacerbated by that unfortunate incident. Who knows? So from that standpoint, I'm willing to give the guy a, a little bit of grace. But my initial reaction for him being kind of an ungrateful little twerp is that a month after he and Crenshaw met, uh, Pete Davidson had put out some cryptic Instagram posts, which seemed to suggest that uh, he really did. Well, I'll read the quote. It was an Instagram message saying he really didn't want to be on this earth anymore. Now, in this day and age where people are more in tune with how depressive people speak and therefore say, look, we need to take these uh, these issues seriously because suicide is a pervasive issue in this society. And when a person indicates that they're having these thoughts, we need to reach out to them. We need to let them know that everything is okay. Suicide is a permanent solution to what is a temporary problem. And so Dan Crenshaw, again, just having met Pete Davidson the month before, decided to reach out to him and check on his well-being. Um, you know, and I'll read his quote. He said, "I, you know, I talked to him personally. We didn't go back. We don't go back very far. We're not good friends, but I think he appreciated hearing from me. I told him everyone has a purpose in this world. God put you here for a reason. It's your job to find that purpose, and you should live that way. So, and again, I'm not here to say that Dan Crenshaw's words prevented Pete Davidson from killing himself. Perhaps Pete was just having a bad day, and then eventually he snapped out of it, and all was good, and he would have never killed himself, even if Dan Crenshaw didn't reach out to him. But the fact that Crenshaw, to the goodness of his own heart, for no particular reason other than to say, hey, you're, you're one of God's creations. You matter. Don't do this. Okay, that says a lot more about Dan Crenshaw, the person, than it does about Pete Davidson, who is now re-airing the, this grievance. 
And it's unfortunate, too, because it was a poignant moment. It was, a, I think, a, a, a good moment for this country to say, look, two guys that may not agree on political issues, you know, can come together and can have a, you know, can be disagree without being disagreeable. So, again, I don't want to overreact to this too much because for all, for all we know, this is just part of Pete Davidson's comedy bit. Should we be taking it that seriously that he's now more or less rescinding that apology, or is this just part of his overall comedic bit? I don't know, but all I can say is I, I feel as though I want to extend a little more grace to, to Pete Davidson knowing what he's going through, and kudos to Dan Crenshaw for day one being the bigger person in this whole incident. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and feel free to leave us a tweet. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Again, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156, That's 800-958-2156. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Some pretty bad antics going on in the studio here, but uh, the video also displays bad dancing antics too. Hey, welcome back. One final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And hey, if you want to uh, weigh in on any of the topics we're discussing, just go to Twitter. Use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Tuning in. Uh, I want to wrap up this first hour 
by uh, talking about a story I, I admit I got a chuckle out of. I don't know if you uh, folks happen to uh, see this, but uh, country megastar Garth Brooks was uh, doing a show in Detroit, and he posted a photo on his Instagram. And the story said, uh, Detroit, you carried me all night long, but you always have. I'm in love with you. Love, G. You know, hashtag Garth in Detroit. And it shows Garth from his backside, no big black cowboy hat, and he's wearing a jersey that says Sanders, number 20, which, of course, is for Detroit Hall of Fame running back, Detroit Lions Hall of Fame running back, Barry Sanders. And this, uh, you know, he's in Detroit. So it makes perfect sense he pays homage to Detroit's arguably one of its biggest stars, Barry Sanders. You know, Barry Sanders was a running back, NFL Hall of Famer, Detroit Lions. Barry Sanders also went to Oklahoma State University, which is the alum of Garth Brooks himself. So they kind of have a common bond there. And Barry Sanders, right? Well, you know that your brain is suffering from political rot when you're unable to enjoy much of anything due to partisan politics consuming your life. Why? Because people saw this Instagram photo Garth posted and the jersey said Sanders and then the number 20. People thought he was endorsing Bernie Sanders in 2020. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. So people who thought that Garth Brooks was supporting Bernie Sanders in 2020, and they thought that was the significance of the jersey, you know that you are being way too consumed with partisan politics. So I'll read a little bit of the story from CBSSports.com. And, of course, both Barry Sanders and Garth Brooks kind of got a kick out of it. Again, earlier this week, country music star, superstar Garth Brooks posted a photo of himself in a Detroit Lions Barry Sanders jersey on Instagram. Brooks was simply showing love to his fan base after a concert in Detroit, but not everyone took too kindly to the photo. With the jersey reading Sanders on the back, along with the number 20, some believe that Brooks was showing his support for Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders rather than the Lions legend. Good grief, one user responded on Instagram. Can't you just do what you get paid to do? Why, why, why does it have to involve politics? So sad. We don't pay good money for anything other than watch you to perform. Thought you were different. Well, isn't that classic projection right there? As far as I know, Garth Brooks has never really taken a stand on any political candidate. I mean, he has his own personal worldview, and if you glean from his music, you could probably glean from his music what that might be. But I've never thought that he was overly political. Again, he has a worldview take it or leave it, but he's he's been vigilant about staying out of it because, you know, he knows that he, he's very cognizant of, of how his fans might feel about this stuff. Uh, anyways, that's just one example of Brooks fans that had a negative reaction to the photo. Clearly not every Brooks fan doubles as an NFL fan. Uh, or if they do, this is just even that much more embarrassing um, even though Bur- Barry Sanders hasn't played football since 1998, the Hall of Famer is still a household name among football fans, especially those in Detroit. The Lions legend was even honored during the concert, so that makes it easier to understand why Brooks would wear uh, his jersey. Barry Sanders took it all in stride and decided to make a joke about it. He asked Brooks to be his running mate as if he was going to run for president. On Friday, Brooks responded to Sanders' tweet and said that he'd run any race with the former Lions star. So. You know, kudos to to Garth Brooks and Barry Sanders. They could have easily said what I just said. You know what, people? Get a life. Not everything has to do with partisan politics, yada, yada, yada. In fact, there were uh, the U.S. Olympic hockey team, the 40th anniversary of the U.S. Olympic hockey team that defeated the Russians in the semifinals and then went on to win the gold medal in the finals against Finland. You know, that we recently commemorated the 40th anniversary. In fact, I commemorated it last weekend on my show. So some of the players were donning red Keep America Great hats because they were attending a ceremony where President Trump was honoring them. Mike Ruzioni, who, of course, scored the game-winning goal against the Russians and has basically made a career out of that, you know, giving speeches all over the country, all over the world, and probably getting paid pretty handsomely, all right? Uh, he got serious blowback for wearing a Keep America Great hat. And, and, and a lot of the players are starting to say, you know what? 
well, you know, we, we kind of uh, kind of regret that that happened. And I don't know that they're necessarily supporters of President Trump as much as they were just, hey, he's the leader of the free world right now, and he's having, hosting us in a ceremony. We're going to put politics aside and show support for the, the person, not so much as politics, not so much as policy. But people can't separate that. And I dare say that had uh, Barack Obama, uh, I, I don't know if he held a 30th anniversary celebration, but Barack Obama was president in 2010 when it was the 30th anniversary, and had Barack Obama welcome these same players to the White House, perhaps they would have donned, you know, change we can believe in hats, you know, because that was Obama's slogan. Again, not necessarily uh, supporting Obama's politics, but rather showing respect to the man who is our duly, who was in 2010, our duly elected president. But yet, this is where we're. This is where we're at. People can't enjoy anything without injecting politics into it. And I say this as someone who hosts a weekly political talk show. You know, I can't imagine living my life that way. All right, now there are some where it gets so insufferable. There's there's a a, musa, a guy who is a popular musician in the late '80s, early '90s who I followed on Twitter, and he just got so insufferable that I had to quit following him. Okay. Not because I disagree with his politics, which I do stridently, but he was just such an obnoxious arse about it. It's like, I can't take it. And I would say that even if he was more in tune with my politics but overly obnoxious about it. And again, on Facebook and Twitter and all these social media platforms, as we get closer to an election, I unfollow a lot more of my right-wing friends than I do my left-wing friends during a political season because it it just becomes so insufferable. So all I'm saying, folks, is try to, you know, you know, try to put it aside. Even if Garth Brooks happened to uh, support Bernie Sanders, you can have a disagreement with it on that standpoint. But he's not going to lecture the crowd on his political leanings. It's just it's just absolutely silly. So um, it is a funny story, but it is also sadly indicative of our society today about how we can't enjoy something because someone who allegedly is conveying something in this case country music may support something the opposite of we do so i guess all i'm trying to say is lighten up folks hour number one in the books hour number two coming back in mere moments right here am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson the closer back in mere moments go nowhere closing time one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here Limitless access to intelligent talk Stream AM 1280 The Patriot With our free app Your smart speaker Or with iHeart TuneIn And Radio.com We live in the Twin Cities But serve worldwide I appeal to you to fight I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help the station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We fight! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. 
ineedmorehair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to ineedmorehair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. We know you're going to love that brisket. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. That's RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. AM 